you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Robert Windish. He's from Inside over in Europe. And we're going to get into talking about using WordPress in multi multiple languages, particularly for learning management system applications, but also in general. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you. Nice for finally being here. I I saw the podcast. I be totally honest. I did not have time to listen to the podcasts. I just like uh, typed in there here and there, but um, I'm so happy to, um, to be here because I like you are a known person. So that's why I'm happy, happy to have a conversation with you. Awesome. Well, you're a known person too. I've seen the hat for years. So it's, it's great to finally connect. Yeah. I I try to, I try to like with this, I try to make it happen to that people (laughs) really uh, um, have a visible like, most people going like the guy, the guy with the head, and even even uh, in WordCamp US, um, uh, Matt came up to me at the at the bar, like where we were, there, where all people were, and we we're like, oh, I, I saw I saw you here, and I imagined that WordPress people are here, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm the like, unique identifier where the WordPress people are in <laughs> in a very big crowded, uh, um, very big uh, area as as WordCamp US was. Yeah, as a quick side note, I love walking around the city or wherever and being like, there's a WordPress person. You can kind of tell, you get your cues and stuff. It's awesome. But you definitely have a good prop or part of your shtick going there. For the uninitiated, tell us about, uh, at a high level, using WordPress in multi-languages. What's going on? Like, What are the pieces that people need to think about? So there are... um there's different approaches uh, first of all uh, it's 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 it depends is the answer that everybody hates when when i say that because it's really about um what do you want to achieve and what is the audience and what is the um level of um of depth you want to go into so for example um the white house let's say say it that way the white house currently has english and spanish as 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 um, possibility languages and they are using multi-site um, to separate the sites from each other to make sure they are as fast as as um, as, uh, as close to core as possible. Um, so, and then you have like normal, let's say normal sites who are not like that kind of like um, I need to survive like a hit of a few hundred thousand visits a second. Um, uh, that are normal sites who just someone wants to um, distribute content to several languages. So they then use a currently use a plugin, uh, one, one of the plugins to, um, really make sure that they can translate the content and can also can translate everything surrounding this content. Because the problem with multilingual WordPress sites is it's not done with like simply translating like, uh, posts and pages. Like just think back in the times when we had widgets or for people currently using the, the classic editor, I'm feel so sorry for you. To still dealing with widgets. Um, I hated this and I was so happy when they were gone. So, um, so that's so many, there are so many content surrounding, um, in WordPress that is, um, that is a different thing than WordPress, like posts and pages. 
So there's different solutions who can deal with that. And then you have like plugin translations. You have like seam translation and you have all the, all the, let's say the hot mess that goes into making a WordPress site run. There's plugins who cannot be translated because the, the developer said like meh. And, and so there are so many different ways you can, you can uh, pinpoint that, that, um, there's sorry, no easy to like this thing will solve all your problems. It's really like the plugin space right now. And, um, there is on the horizon, uh, a solution in core. Let's use an example, like, uh, French Canada, Quebec. If, if somebody, it's really common there to have a French and an English version. How should somebody approach that with their website? Like what's the basic version of that? Would you recommend two sites? Uh, yeah, it's really, um, it's really yeah. about the, um, so <clears throat> like simply separating the, the multi-site from the single site approach. It's like, um, um, for the, for the single, for the single site as we like normal sites as normal people would call them. But for us as a multi-site, um, 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 solution people, we tend to use this as a normal version. So from a, from a normal installation of WordPress, you simply put, um, a translation plugin on. I can name names if you want to, but yeah, sure. you just. Um, the, so currently there's like a WPML, uh, um, and you have like, um, uh, Weglot and Polylang as, as solutions you can, you can, you can take there. And, um, all of them has ups and downs that you need to like simply be, um, accustomed to. You need to like see, okay, how can you translate a scene then? What, what is the, what is the part where you in the, in the design want to switch over to different, to different content? For example, if you, um, want to have user generated comments, for example, or what is the, where are the forms? Like what, what is the, as I said before, like what is the plugin output? Is, is the site ready for that? Where do we need to translate that? Is it, was it translated by the plugin author? And if you want to have, let's say, um, really fast performance sites and you are okay with the extra work that needs to go in there, then you can really let those two languages have two different sites and a multi-site. Because with multi-site, they share like the, um, the plugins. They can have a different theme by simply, uh, uh using the multi-site feature. They can have different plugins there and they also have to uh, have the ability to, um, have different users work on them. So you can have people who are uh, fluent in France and French, but not like having good jobs in English. They can all only have access to the French side and the mm -hmm. other one have only access to the English side. So the benefit for that is that you don't need to like, um, tell people don't touch the other language. You, they simply can't and they can like, um, have their own language like progressing and they can also like then connect stuff with each other. So that's the, that's the possibility with multi-site. But again, like this comes with the extra amount of like the first is you need to understand what you're doing because it's, it's a different, it's a different. Um, um, starting uh, value you're having because with multi-site, some things are changing in WordPress in terms of like, you need to understand that this is now a different site. You're not switching over with, uh, with simply on a, on the press of a, uh, of a, of a flag in your back and you're not switching over because you need to switch sites for that. So there is upsides to this, but there's also like the added, um, uh, let's say extra work of understanding what, uh, what multi-site entails, but that comes with, um, the, Best benefit is, um, all the current WordPress, um, translation plugins, they need to bend WordPress core. So they need to make sure, for example, when you would hit a, a um, um, tr French translated page, for example, for, with your, with your example in Canada, 
when you would hit, uh, and French would be the translated page, then you're basically hitting in WordPress like a 404. Like it basically it hits and goes like, someone needs to jump in there and going like, hey, if this URL part comes up, like, please ask me. And then like the plugins go like, hey, this is this thing. You are, it's not a normal post content. That is something we made up. So they need to like make sure that WordPress knows what to do. And the benefit of um, having this in a, in the multi-site is um, you don't need to do anything because when you hit an, a French version of the page, that's the French multi-site and it's a normal page there. So simply WordPress uh, um, starts up and there's no extra plugin going in there and making sure that the site content is is really the content you were, you were requesting. So that's the benefit uh, um, of having that. And now imagine like... Um, having this translation feature on and having a few thousand hits uh, um, a minute or a second, then you really want to have extra, like every extra not queries thrown, you want to have that. You want to have the least uh, um, queries in WordPress flying around, the least like PHP uh, uh, memory use and all of that is the, that is the goal you want to have with a, with a high performance site. The question is, are you doing a high performance site? Are you doing the site that you really want to have a um, control over that was that needs to be like um like let's say enterprise uh, uh, ready or that's like really uh, the, the customer is someone who really values like um like not doing shortcuts and stuff so then uh, this all comes in handy but if you have a like a normal uh, um, user site that they then take over and they really uh, um are on their own and they need to like work with that then sometimes the the um set the, the 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 other plugins are more useful like the normal translation plugins and how do the normal translation plugins work are they like i guess what's the difference between that and just letting somebody's browser handle it yeah it the, because there is it's everything is a is a plugin solution so everything in there needs to be a plugin because core currently cannot handle that so even our solution is a plugin. So that one, the one on the White House is our plugin. And that's the, like, that's one of the plugins on the multi, on the multi-site world that you can use. And currently it needs to be a plugin. So for example, but what, what, for example, what our plugin does simply help you connect things because it's still multi-site, but you need to tell, you need to tell the search engines that you have a French translation of the content. So if, if when it's, when it hits the French content and goes like, are you cheating? Do you want to trick me? That you can tell the search engines, no, 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 on purpose. Like this is the English version of that, and they both are connected with each other. Very cool, very cool. Um, tell us more about the White House project and what your plugin does on there. So, um, um, as a as a European uh, agency, uh, a spoiler, we were not involved with the okay. with the White House project because it's You're White European. House. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but, um, our solution is like, let's say in the, in the, um, in the, um, enterprise agency world and, and that kind of like professional world, um, our solution is the go-to solution for, for, um, um, uh, for translations. Um, and so when the White House was approaching WordPress VIP to go like, Hey, can we, like, we want to host the site that was the transition site. So it was built back better. So the transition site, um, as you do not want to get DDoSed as the future White House. You look for one of the best solutions in the market and the market, like they're already like used to getting attacks from everywhere. So that's why they, um, they reached out to them. 
And so when they were going like, and we want to do translations, like then the WordPress VIP was like, we have one solution for you, they, but you can choose from that. You have this one solution, but you can, you are free to choose this one thing. And so they choose then um, our solution and we got a like cryptid uh, message in our, in our Slack. Can someone like help them or like, can someone give us some insights into multilingual press for a certain thing? And we were like, that's a very <laughs> unspecific request. And, uh, and so, uh, then later we were like, ah, okay, that's, that was the White House. So, um, so it really is a, is a, is a normal, is a normal WordPress site. Um, it's just like the, the, um, the doing or, and, and like solution is simply, um, from a, from a, like from an enterprise perspective. And because performance and, um, scalability is one thing like you wanted, you want to have as, as this very prominent website. Um, that's why they, um, they were choosing like this solution to really have, um, everything they can, they can, they could have, um, um, focused on performance. Very cool. Let's look at the LMS niche, particularly one of the challenges they have is video content. It's not text content. You can't really translate a video. I mean, may maybe AI is getting there, but if, if our learning platform has a lot of video content, how, how should somebody approach multilingual? Should we do the multi-site or how should we think about that? The question then is how separated do you want to show that to the audience? So if you want to have like a, um, so that, that's why it's the question is how, how you are, um, like streamlining that and how, uh, as one of the platform, do you want to present that to the audience? If you want to have like, one URL and like everything is mixed in there and then you can filter that, then you basically answered your question because then, then you don't want to have the separation or otherwise you need to like get everything then to back together. But if you want to have like focused on several languages and you want to have people like experience this language and everything on the website is then in this language. So it's the same thing as you can imagine, like the switching over to the content and then um, for example, depends on how much the translation plugins can deal with your extra content and how they are ready to like separate these things in front end. Um, that's the question you need to, you need to like, uh, be able to answer, like, how can you do, how can you do the separation? And, um, if you want to be like, um, fully, um, seen like as a, as a separate cosmos for, for those languages. Depends on how much content you're basically having, I would guess. I have a technical question for you that comes up sometimes with permalinks. Mm -hmm. If somebody's um, Italian, they call it a course is a cursi and they want mm -hmm. permalinks changing, but you can't really have separate permalinks on the same site, right? That's not even possible. I don't know. Like it, it really depends um, if you, because if you already bending WordPress as a translation plugin, why not bend it more? And yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean it in a, in a, in a bad way. Like that's the, that's the, that's the card that like all the plugins got dealt with while we are snickering in the corner going like, that's no problem. Simply have your, have your slug translated because we don't like, it's a, it's a different site. So if you, if the site is Italian and you have tra Italian translation of your slug, then your slug is Italian and everything is fine. Like that's, that's us of the multi-site solution snickering in the corner. While the poor, poor, like translation plugins need to deal with like, Hey, as you said, like it's not possible to, uh, to translate, um, 
to have multiple slugs there on, on one page. Again, like it, it's possible. You just need to do extra work to make this happen. I'm going totally like a, a flying blind here. I'm not sure if they currently do this, but technically, if you have a rewrite, um, doing this for one URL, you can also do it. You could practically do it for all translations. I'm not sure if they're doing that because again, like me sneakering in the corner going like, haha, not our problem. I know that's very, that's very not helpful what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I just, I think it's, you're bringing up a good point, which is it's complex and there's how much do you want to bend WordPress or just do a separate site? Yeah. Tell us about the phase four vi vision for WordPress. And if you could just go over phase one, two, and three real yeah. quick. So people know with the context. Yeah. By the way, uh, for everyone who's currently going like what phases, congratulations, you just won a homework. So there is a state of the world. Uh, it's the, um, let's state of the union of the WordPress ecosystem. And it's done by Matt Malenweg the end of the year. So currently we currently, while uh, recording that we do not have a, a state of the world this year. So your homework is watched it from last year or wait till the end of the year to watch it this year. This simply gives you an insight into where the roadmap of WordPress is, where WordPress is like uh, um, currently at and what was the year and what is the outlook we're having. So that's the easiest way for you to be like up to date, what is happening in the ecosystem. And then you can like show, show off to other people how awesome you know WordPress. So that's a, that's a, that's a simply a gimmick you, you get with that. So, um, the phases of, of the, the blog editor were introduced uh, when WordPress 5.0 was released. And the first phase is to introduce the block editor, uh, Gutenberg, people know this also as Gutenberg, introduce that to the WordPress ecosystem. The phase two was bringing the block editor into front end. That what we now call, um, full site editing and site editing so that people can really be able to edit the whole experience and not only, uh, the post and the page content and the widgets, by the way. And phase three is then collaboration. So basically, just imagine Google Drive and like um, those kind of like real-time experiences and not going like uh, Paula just uh, um, is editing this post. Do you want to take it over or do you want to go back to the main site? So basically, imagine uh, what would WordPress backend look like if someone would create it right now. And it's simply um, a, like a editing. And what phase three also introduces is workflows. So when someone changes something, then a base workflow system is thought to be in there for other like um, events to happen after that. Just like make sure that someone, if they change something, also think about what other things they need to touch. And this comes in handy for phase four because for phase four is bringing multilingual to core. Um, and the workflows are a very integral part of that because as Matt said it in the Q&A last year in San Diego for WordCamp US, he was like, um, all WordPress, all multilingual translation plugins are doing it wrong because what he was missing is he said, um, the workflows are missing. So if someone trans, uh, changes, changes, a um, something in the English side, if we stay on the Canadian example, if someone changes something on the English side, then on the French side, something might need to happen. If someone changes like a very important detail on the, on the English side, then on the French side, this might also need to change. 
So that's why um, um, the workflows are in phase three and that lead to phase four and making then WordPress going multilingual in core. And now is the question that you like, just ask it. Like, or, or I, I answer you the question that you just want to tell me. Do you want to go forward? Yeah, yeah, when? that's, that's when? perfect. That's perfect. when is the question you want to ask? Like, when is this? Oh, everybody yeah, goes yeah. like, okay, when, when, when is thought, multilingual? As a software person myself, I, I tend to avoid the when because we don't know sometimes. But I mean, do you have an answer? Um, I have a rough guess. So, okay. um, if every state of the world is a time in WordPress when the pressure is getting high for the, for the developers to deliver something that WordPress is really like, uh, um, like leaping forward. Yeah. That means for me that, um, um, phase two, phase three, if we get it done, might be in two years in my, like, like just imagine rough guessing here. So it would be the, um, the state of the world in two years where we have phase three maybe concluded. And that means like, it depends on how fast we get the multilingual then in core, because like one of the big things were really like the block editor in the past, in the past iterations and like block based themes and all of that uh, surrounding this. So that means for me, phase four is maybe four to five years, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, like a way because uh, we want to deliver something really good and we need to really make sure that we that we nailed on landing when we do multilingual and core because we cannot simply revamp the content that we let people create then like like going a release and going like shoot we have the wrong data structure let's revamp all the content that is currently translated already in wordpress so that's why we need we need to uh, nail the landing so that's why for me it's like um um like four maybe four years is for me the the approach. Um, again, like I have no connect, I have no connection in guessing when this is. My yeah. guessing is best as yours, but for me, it's like, um, from the experience in the ecosystem, like that is a, for me, a good timing. And if we get it earlier, yay. Nice. I, I have a question, which I don't know if you have much take on or not, but in addition to multilingual is multi currency. So if you're selling training as an example, and you want it to be sold in different currencies depending upon the language, how would one do that? Um, so the easy answer, just give it our own site. Yes, uh -huh. I know. Like I blow this then out of proportion then you, because you need to have your store in multiple sites. Right. Um, but currently it's the, it's the, like you can have like, um, um, currency trans, trans, translation. So you can have like in the checkout, you have a user like have their own currency. And then on the checkout, you're going like, this was a fun ride and please now pay in dollar. And, right. and that's, that's, that's a possibility. And you just need to see like if people jump off your store or not. So that's why it's a, it's a really, um, um, like we tend to, for, for example, for our own products, we tend to simply have a surprise multi-site and have simply uh, multiple uh, WooCommerce instances there to, to simply like deliver exactly to those, to those users. I think that's a big takeaway and it's what we recommend too, that if you're going to do a separate site or new, a separate language is basically a separate site. If you really want to deliver the best experience, yeah. it's kind of, I think of it kind of like, um, you go to a menu, you get a menu in some countries and there's like the stuff is written in multiple languages on the menu and it gets a little complex. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to have the best user experience per language, they get their own menu. 
Yeah. And, uh, and maybe the person talking to him can, can speak in that language or whatever. Um, talk to us about translation and WordPress, like the translators, the people that, um, contribute particularly to the, uh, free open source plugins and WordPress core itself. How do, how do translators make the magic happen, uh, for all the different languages, not just on the front end of the website, but how the admin screens look and everything else. Yeah, you, you mean you like to translate WordPress.org uh, um, area, right? The yeah. WordPress is translated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, lucky, lucky you. You're currently speaking to a locale manager. <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm I'm very deep in exactly this this area. I just want to make sure that like, um, should I now bore you for like ten minutes about that? So um, so the best, the the most important thing that uh, people uh, might not know is first everybody can help. Really, I mean that. Everybody who speaks more than one language, even like several um, uh, instances of English, they can also help translate this uh, English in English variant uh, for other people. And um, the most important thing is um, that translations are um, reviewed. So um, that's why um, you just imagine like, why can I, when I, when everybody can contribute, so I can go in there and post my affiliate link for a translation for like some weird language because nobody understands this and goes like, yeah, sure. That string is fine. No, you have really like, um, uh, we, I think we currently have, oh, like rough guess. I'm was not looking at that for a long time. 60 to 80 languages active in WordPress. Let's say 60 ish. Um, like I totally get like messages maybe right now from other people going like, mm -hmm. Hey, that's was the wrong number. So it's really about like the, um, active and not so active languages and um and translating a plugin and a theme and like core is basically all the same thing so we have an interface we have a software called glotpress which is installed um as a solution on translate.wordpress.org and in that you can select the language and then you can or you can select the plugin and then you can help like um, contribute to this plugin uh, if you speak another language and then someone from this language needs to review that that's why you have some languages where you have more strings to review as translations because like people has no have no time to review like all the gifts that people giving to this language because nobody yeah. has time to do like the day-to-day the, the -day work because you need to understand the language and then you need to really commit to make sure this this translations also get reviewed and the right translations gets uh, accepted and if a plugin reaches uh, like 90% translation, um, or like, uh, I think for core, it's a different thing. But if you reach a certain amount of um, translation, like a very high amount, then for this translation, you get um, um, language files created. And this then gets con uh, distributed to the users. So, so that's why you have maybe sometimes if you have a multilingual backend, you get like update and then you're going like, but like this, no update, no plugin, no seam. And then you have like, oh yeah, the language was updated because mm -hmm. the languages are not connected to the plugins, which was back in the day, like uh, in 2013, when we first discussed like the, the language uh, solution, um, it was like, you need to have a mo pomo file created as a plugin author, have someone ship you translations that you can add to your zip file, to your wordpress.org uh, distribution um, system. And then when you had a new version out, you distributed like all the transla translation files. So you have like half the translation because 
the people that give you the translations were not having the current version. So that's why we simply disconnected this uh, a translation system while having like the translation running on WordPress.org and translate WordPress.org for the WordPress.org plugins and for the themes and for core. And then having like the, the, the files, like the, the plugin files, like not having any translations with them on WordPress.org to be able to, um, simply be updated besides having the, having the, uh, translations done by, um, by the translators. That's awesome. Is there anything that you would recommend for like a plugin author to encourage translation or to, to, you know, recruit people or incentivize or? Yeah, so there's a very easy, the first step is like check the translation page of your plugin. Like if you're on WordPress.org, there is like this plugin can be translated or whatsoever. And then you can jump over. And if it's all red and there is like this plugin is not able to be translated. Yeah. Guess why you don't have any translations because you did not do the work. And the other thing is like there is a, there is in the plugin handbook is a, um, is a chapter for, um, um, internationalization. So. Um, because I saw plugins where they were like, yes, my plugin is ready. And I was like, how can you, how can someone translate this string? Yeah, it was in JavaScript. And like, you can also translate JavaScript stuff because like so many things right now are in JavaScript for any, some weird reason. I don't know why, but, um, there's so many stuff now happening in JavaScript. And so, um, you also need to give this translation like to the WordPress system. Uh, to like to be able to call it in PHP, there's like a whole chapter in the like you don't like don't listen to me. That just go to the translation handbook and and to the um plugin handbook and search for internationalization. You have there the translation uh, like the how can you do the JavaScript files, and then you can simply use in JavaScript like this uh, variables where you pull these translations in, and so the, like the first the first like uh, tip is to make sure your plugin is translatable. And the second thing is like check if you're already having check your, um, maybe you already know the users you're having. You maybe have them in the WordPress plugin director, in the plugin directory, in the support forums, or you, or they already might have already do, done translations. So see if you can find them. Maybe you can say to them like, thank you for doing my plugin. You might already have a premium version going like, or you tell your premium users. Like, hey, you can get a free version, for example, if you help us translate these things. Just be aware. If you have random people showing up at translations, they can just submit like, um, ideas of translations. So you should like see if you have people who already have translation credits or they simply onboard themselves to the community. There's like even a style guide for different languages where people can simply understand how to translate a language. Sounds weird. I know you're going like, but I speak this language. Are you also in writing? You are hundred percent sure you know how to write in your language. Like coming from a German, like even I'm going like, I might be not hundred percent correct with I, what I translate there. Um, but that's why I just like do the locale part and empower people and not doing my translation by myself. Um, all the time I do that sometimes. But, um, the point is really you have the, um, you have different, um, style guides for things in WordPress. And there's even a glossary because if you think you know what posts means in your language, are you sure that's the WordPress way of translating things? Because one very important thing for people to understand is for a normal user, the whole backend looks like one thing. 
So if they stumble onto a very weird translation of a normal word in WordPress, post pages, and someone translates this for like the word that they totally mean, that is the perfect way to describing that. If you want to write about like someone in your plugin needs to do something in posts, and then you use the not translated, the, the not write glossary word for that, you confuse users and they think it's all one thing that they are in and not like having a software stitched together by like 50 plugins. That makes sense. Well, thanks for taking us on a tour of that. I want to clarify for the audience. Um, you mentioned the multi-site approach and I just want to make sure, are you referring to WordPress multi-site or yes. just multiple websites? And no, no. Can you explain the difference there for people who don't know what multi-site is. Yeah. Um, thank you for this question. I, I love this question. Um, so the, um, so the difference is that, um, multi-site is a core feature since WordPress 3.0. And before that, it was a fork. So it's a very, very stable feature in WordPress. It's not a new thing, just that like nobody, like very little people know that. That mean it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a feature that is not stable because you see it right now working on a site called WordPress.com. So that is a multi-site basically. And uh, what it means is that, um, you can have different, um, instances on one installation. So they all share like the same code base, but they are, um, uh, different sites. So what they, the only thing that they are sharing is users. So every, every, um, site in the multi-site has their own options, user, uh, options, posts, comments, pages. Uh, and like custom post types, WooCommerce products and so on. Um, and, um, lifter LMS, uh, um, 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 courses there. <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, this is the, this is the, um, a base feature of WordPress that everybody could enable on their WordPress site. Um, there is like a thing with plugins that some plugins are so horribly written that they have problems with multi-site. That doesn't mean multi-site is weird. It's just like the plugins do not care how to write real, like write code. They're just going like, yeah, like this works on my machine. Why should it not work on your machine? And so, um, um, normally, um, like, um, plugins are ready for that. Um, they are just some, some horrible, like five bucks plugins on some site that are like not dealing with that because never thought of, nobody thought about, um, having this feature on. Which again is a core feature since version 3.0. And if everybody currently guesses which year 3.0 was, congratulations, you are old. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, just to explain it using the WordPress.com example. So WordPress.com is a website, but you can get a free, uh, a free plan on there and they have other plans as well. So, but you get your own URL. It's like, chris.wordpress.com if you sign up and you get your own and then you can map a custom domain if you want to or whatever but what is actually shared between all the sites is it is there really just like one wordpress instance for all of that like in terms of um yeah 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 it's it's yes it's a, it's a, technically a little bit more like they even for example they use a system uh, where they not all be in one database because that would be insane. Like to have like yeah. millions of database tables in one in one database. So um, they use a system to um, to split this over multiple database servers. 
and they mm -hmm. even can have like there is a like this is like open source you can like watch it you can even install it on on your on your site like it just makes sense if you really are going like Scale. Into, into the top numbers of like over a few hundred sites if you plan with that then yeah. you would probably look into look into uh, um uh, ludacris db or hyperdb is the name of the plugin um ludacris i i've totally butchered the name of the plugin there uh, is that's from jjj i think and hyperdb is a is a one from automatic and they simply like split the databases um um of the users and so um you then simply like um reroute the queries to those um to those um databases and that you can simply have exactly the same installation part like for ground base and then you can scale from that but i think they also do a little bit more like tricks in there at wordpress.com but I think the base system is a normal multi-site. Awesome. Tell us about your agency, ImpSnide. Uh, like, what is it? What are you guys special in? Specialize in? What could people uh, find over there? Yeah, so we are an enterprise agency, which like sounds, okay, what does it mean? So we work, we are 130 people. We were founded in like 2006. And we were founded out of the WordPress community in Germany. So we were like the people who are in um, the German community and like the, the moderators of the German community. And then we were like, um, um, let's try a business. And now I'm here. Um, <laughs> and the uh, and that's why we are 100% remote because when you start a forum, you're not going like, and we meet at 7 p.m. at this part in the in the city. So that's why we were all remote and we like then simply kept that way. So all our 130 plus people are like distributed over the, over the world because we have like, um, like the, like the big, biggest brands on the planet as our clients. Um, and for example, for, um, we do, um, also WooCommerce, uh, sign, we also do WooCommerce plugins. So we are the official, um, vendor, like the official agency helping PayPal, Molly and Payoneer for their uh, WooCommerce plugins. And, uh, and for the, uh, for the agency, um, like, um, like sites, we, for example, SAP, um, the new site, uh, we're doing there. And then the other names I cannot tell you because like, I cannot even tell you the industry they are in because your second guess most likely would be already a hit. So, so that's why we are just like one of the, one of the, uh, enterprise agencies, um, um, in the market. And, um, yeah, we are helping our clients since a very long time with WordPress. Just to give back to the agency folks, folks watching out there, how does one move to the enterprise space? Like if somebody wants to start to try to work with clients and grow their agency into enterprise, what should they do first? Um, have a time machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so because like the, um, the, the problem is it's very, it's, it's, um, like it's not a it's not a totally crowded space there but you really need to um convince your um client that you can make it so that you can really uh, um like really um deliver that and one of the things that we um that we um did in the early years we simply like simply it sounds weird we raised our price so with that uh, before that we we might look cheap to some uh, bigger clients and we were like adjusted like just a few people and then we raised our price and with that like also raised our, conf our confidence going like yes we can do those projects because 
if you want to, if you, for example, when we were like focusing on the, on the German market there and, um, and there were like, we were like going like, yes, we know WordPress. Like, yes, we, because we are the people from the community. So when someone knows how to do WordPress and exactly like multi-site was a thing for us that was like a normal thing we are using in projects. Like even the German WordPress German needs page was a multi-site before it was a multi-site. It was multi-user uh, was the fork for that. So we were really confident that we can deliver those things. And then when we had conversations with, um, with bigger clients and we were more than a few people, like one, two, three, more than that, then we really could, um, um, tell them like, we have the confidential, uh, we, we know how, what to do. We, we are con confident in that. We know, um, we know WordPress really good because you see over there. So, um, and even with, with that, like over the years, um, there is, um, there is a, um, there is a thing called WordPress VIP. As I already mentioned that, that was the hosting, the hosting system that a hosting uh, provider that uh, the White House, um, choose. Um, when you are someone really active in the ecosystem, then there is a way to, um, be recognized. So WordPress, uh, VIP came towards us, um, in, I think in 2015 or 16. Um, because they were like, um, Hey, we know, we see what you're doing. You're doing good for the ecosystem. So, so we are visible. We were doing good work and they were like, we would like to, for, for you to, to join us as a, as a, as an agency. So then we became a part of a WordPress, um, a VIP as a VIP agency for, for, for automatic and they also then brought us like bigger clients and also brought us multilingual clients because that was the, like the niche that we really could help um, um, WordPress VIP delivering towards the clients because you, they have like global brands that have like local um, markets. And that's where multilingual comes into place. And we like know this field of work very much. That's awesome. So that's Robert Windish. He's from impside.com. That's I-N-P-S-Y-D-E.com. Also check out multilingualpress.org. That's where it's at. Thanks for coming on the show, Robert. And thank you for taking us on a tour of how to think about multiple languages and what our options are and sharing your experience with us today. We really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com dot com forward slash gift go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift keep learning keep taking action and i'll see you in the next episode